Welcome back to the podcast for 2022. I'm Dave Drummond, the K-12 Strategic Leader of Learning and Growth. We'll regularly release episodes of our podcast this year that aim to give you an insight into college life, learning, student growth, mission within our community, and a host of perspectives from both staff and students. Our goal is to give you a snapshot of our little slice of Stanhope and to continue to strengthen that bond that our wonderful community school has always had. A lot has changed since you were last here. The college has a new name, and there are now three schools in our learning community, each with its own head of school, whose work it will be to ensure that we continue to develop that strong K-12 learning and growth culture, guided by the Catholic values and community-first mindset that we've always had. It's a lot to digest, so today we'll start by interviewing our three heads of school, Mrs. Louise Byrne, the head of School of Foundations, Mr. Daniel Langford, head of School of Curiosity, and Ms. Christina Lutzi, head of the School of Pathways. They'll take us through their journey at the college that has led to this point and unpack their vision for each school as part of our collective K-12 learning community. To kick off the podcast today, we're going to welcome the Head of School of Foundations, Miss Louise Byrne. Welcome, Louise. Thank you. Would you like to tell us a little bit about your journey at the college over the years? I'd love to. I've been fortunate to be here at the college since 2006 and I've seen so many changes over the time and been a part of this incredible journey. We've met so many people along the way and it's really great to see the students go from kindergarten all the way through to year 12. But in addition to that, we now have teachers who've been through the college and come back and be part of our community. I think that's what the heart of our place is, that you do feel part of a community and that you want to give back to this community. I think many of you in the community would have interacted with Louise when she was known as Miss Dalton. So you're a very, very uh, popular name in the community and, and you're very well known. Like you said, we've had teachers come back that were kindy students here and it was really, really important to them to see that friendly face and to know that you are still this incredible figure in our community that, that really shapes and uh, moulds the foundations of our college. I think we're in a fortunate position as well as that when you see students who are in um, secondary or in higher schools, they, they still know you and still connect with you. And I think that's really special because they've had an impact on you and likewise, you may have had an impact on them. I think that just ties back into the stuff we always talk about as well, of being that community school. Um, we'll allude to it a few times in here, but we are a large college, K-12. We are the largest systemic Catholic college in New South Wales. So to still maintain that community vibe is incredibly important and you're a key cornerstone to that. So that was really important to, to, to touch on there, I think. Um, on that note as well, we're hearing this term foundations. Um, what does it mean to you for someone to be in the School of Foundations? You need to develop in the School of Foundations, you need to have the foundations of learning. You need to have that excitement, that yearning for learning and wonder and, you know, that aha moment. So that sparks your imagination. So we expose our students to a variety of different areas of their learning so you can start to see where their talents lie, where their interests lie. At the School of Foundations, we want students to have that love of reading. If you have a connection with a book... With reading, everything else comes from that. You're writing, you, you feel empowered. The same with your numeracy skills. We want numerate, we want literate students. But along with that, you need good communication. You need good social skills, interacting with each other and adults, friends, negotiating those things. So we want to empower the students to be the best version of themselves, essentially, but along the way we give them these key foundations. 
and they are really good building blocks of what the entire college aims to achieve with our with our year 12 students graduating as well and I think the the beauty of you seeing the entire journey um, fr- from your previous experiences has been that you you understand what life is like for these students from Stanhope once they move on away from our college and you can see the impact at each stage of development within our college so that's really really important um, and it's something that we need to make sure that we we maintain effectively I think one of the questions that we really want to address today as well is what are the exciting things that we can expect from the School of Foundations in 2022? For students to share their learning at home, at school, partnerships between home and school is vital. It's that vital ingredient that puts the glue together. The parent understands their child since they were born. The teacher is understanding them as a student, but together, collectively, we can create wonderful things. So when we're on the same page together, we can develop your student where they're at, where their proximal zone of development, but also we want to challenge them. We don't want to learn the same things the same way every single day. So we want to expose the students to different challenges, whether it be through STEM activities, whether it be through play, investigating, genius hour. These are all the things that we want to expose the students so they can develop some of those passions and those desires that they have. I think one of the things that we really want to probably unpack in there as well is that there's just all these there's all these terms popping up mm. for parents and uh, our goal today is to start to demystify that but we're really going to communicate those back as well so that investigative play stuff that's happening down in stage one is really transformative for these students genius time as well has presented us with some really unique opportunities for crossover from what you would deem your traditional high school into primary as well and I think the the co-evolution of these three schools working in tandem to create this continuum I think that we can start to see some really really beneficial crossover some co-teaching from student to student um, we've got high school kids that are really really keen to dip back in last year we had you know students down in stage two and they were they were teaching robotics we, we see a way to pique these interests in that foundation school and some really, really great collaborative efforts that can, that can pop up as our unique context as a K-12 school can only provide. Students in K-2, well, play is the first part students are part of when they're young and growing and developing. So play is important still in those formative years of kindergarten year one and year two, as you said. And we do a number of different play activities and they're structured, they're, there's a purpose behind them, whether it be cooperation, whether it be um, role, like, taking on a different role. So these are pertinent to a student's development as well and they're using what they know and sometimes what they don't know but what they want to learn about and a perfect example is you know getting students who have that passion in whatever grade it is to ignite that passion in other students whether it be you know connecting with another grade and we wherever there is a need and students have a desire we try and make that connection happen it's giving our teachers a really good insight as well early on as to ways they can introduce, for example, technology into the classroom because they can start to see the level of engagement once you start to put different tools in front of those students. Uh, I know that when we when we see early engagement with technology, we generally see early engagement with STEM-based mindsets. And that's something that we'll look to unpack throughout the year. Uh, I know that's definitely coming through in a lot of the student choice and student agency projects as well. The things that they want to see in the college are very much moving to, you know, you used to say a 21st century mindset. I think 
think our kids are at almost like a 23rd century mindset. They're, they're steps ahead of us and it's starting down in the foundation. So that thinking, that collaboration with students throughout the other two schools of curiosity and pathways, but also teachers working with un, other teams of teachers to, to get these tools into the hands of students and really, like you said, cater to their interests, mm-hmm. cater to their passions. So really exciting space. So Louise, do you have any other messages for our foundation's community and the wider community as a whole? We want every child at the college to come to school feeling safe, supported and challenged. If we can get this right together, our students can grow and be nourished to be the best person possible. So together I see this as a challenge for everybody in our school community to take on that role. It sounds like the message I'm hearing there is that our students will thrive and that thriving starts in the School of Foundations. Ably led by yourself, thank you, Louise, for your time. Thank you. We now welcome to the podcast Mr. Daniel Langford, Head of the School of Curiosity, which covers our grades 5 to 8. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, Dave. It's great to be here. Daniel, you've been here for a little while. Tell us about yourself and the journey within our community. Well, I started at the school in 2009 as a casual teacher, and after a year or so, I got a teaching job teaching HSIE, which is History and Geography, Um, I then got my first wellbeing job, so I was a team leader of wellbeing, um, and then following that, I jumped into HSIE, where I got the opportunity to lead the department, and recently I've been working in data and pedagogy, which was a role that was K-12, and that gave me the opportunity to really jump into stage three, and my current job uh, of leading stage three and four is exciting but it's been a really great journey to be here because the school has changed so much over the course of my time here. And uh, I'm really excited to see what it can look like in the future. You you touched on there that you were able in the, in the growth and through those roles sort of impacting that stage three space, which is our year five and six. Um, Talk to us about what that will mean for you going forward. And what does it mean to establish the concept of curiosity or the school of curiosity? Let's, let's debunk that. Yeah. So for me, I think the School of Curiosity is, it's going to be fluid. Uh, one of my key uh, goals for the year is agency. So I've been meeting with uh, our year eight and our year six leaders regularly. And agency isn't just, you know, harnessing student voice. It's turning that, that voice into action. So one of the things we're working on at the moment is how do students own our assemblies? Uh, Traditionally, it's been uh, a teacher or a leader up the front of the stage. Uh, It doesn't have to be that way. So students having agency in elements of the school are going to give them that ownership and that sense of connection and belonging. So with that, it means that it's going to be a fluid space and it will continue to co-evolve and build with staff as well. So I think there's a really great opportunity um, because this school should be about students developing their passions. If Foundations is about setting your students up for uh, learning and to be strong learners, I think here we can develop passions and develop that. So we've got things like genius time in year five and six. We've got our Kappa TAS rotations in year seven and eight, which give students uh, a taste test of the various subjects that high schools offer. So as they develop those passions, uh, they develop themselves as learners as well. So I can see it being a really innovative space and engaging space. And we want kids to want to come to school and to love learning and, and to be really have deep connections to this, this college. And I think that's where it kind of, that's where the school of curiosity will, will live. I think that's going to only continue to build that community vibe that we're always going for as well. Like this is, this is a large school of 1900 plus students K to 12. And it's the biggest systemic K to twelve school in New South Wales. Absolutely, and with that in mind, 
it's so important to realise that the goal of community is still at the forefront. Yeah. And I think the School of Curiosity really does that by tying together what most schools would traditionally deem the, the end of that stage of primary and the beginning of that phase of high school. I think one of the, the great things about that is that transitional phase between year six and seven can be quite a daunting period for, for a student. And we're trying to really blend that and create crossover um, between our year six and seven at a very minimum. Uh, that makes life a little bit easier for those students transitioning to that high school phase. The School of Curiosity is now becoming a bit more of a conglomerate of, uh, of that middle stage of, or middle school, if you will. Uh, and that's going to, I think, lead to a lot more comfortability of transitioning into high school, but also a lot more skill transition. Uh, I know that you've, you've spoken about it before with me about just how many teams are starting to dip back into the stage three space and find out, you know, are we pitching a little bit too introductory to our students? Because what's, what are they coming out of stage three with? How can we push them in stage four? So there's becoming this really strong partnership uh, and, and also backed by data coming out of that stage three space. Yeah, I agree. I think um, one of the, the mysteries for a high school teacher has always been uh, what, what happens in a year six classroom and then uh, just the other way, it works just the other way with year six teachers wondering, you know, what happens after they leave here and bridging that gap makes that transition between uh, the primary and the, and the secondary kind of student um, more fluid and more natural, I think. It takes into account the well-being aspect of it as well, which is really critical our growth coaches are working to make sure that that transition period is seen as you're no longer coming from John the 23rd primary school into our St. Mark's high school. You are now coming into the school of curiosity at St. John the 23rd Catholic college. And I think one of the true benefits of this school of curiosity is that we really are going to promote that, that learning risk-taking and engaging with new techniques and tools, engaging with different technologies putting yourself out of your comfort zone to find out how you can push yourself as a learner. And that's not necessarily a place where you traditionally find momentum leaving uh, you know, year six and going into year seven. Creating this school of curiosity means as a continuum from our five and six into seven and eight, this feels like a much more fluid space where there's going to be engagement across the four years. There's no readjustment period per se. So I think that's really, really important to note as well. And I think that's, um, you know, that's going to be a big goal for the college. Yeah, I think you'll see that come through in a lot of our extracurricular programs. Uh, COVID's obviously, uh, you know, put a pin in some of them of late, but this term we are trying to ramp them up and get them organised again. So hopefully as students, you know, get that feeling of connectivity and they really embed deep roots into our place and buy into the culture, um, inevitably that transition between six and seven, which you're talking about, uh, will be easier. Finally, I think one of the questions that's definitely been popping up on our socials what's something that we can get excited about from the school of curiosity this year yeah we're doing some unique things um you know some things that uh, a lot of other schools can't do or or haven't done so uh for example we have uh our kappa team coming in to stage three so these are high school music teachers high school art teachers and they are teaching the the kappa units to stage three and the feedback from that is brilliant these year five and six students love going into the, the high school music rooms. It's unique for them. They've got these specialist teachers who really know their stuff and they're passionate about their subject. So we get an opportunity to revamp some of those subjects. Um, and there's those familiar faces and those familiar spaces again right. as well. Yeah. 
That's right. And then PE is doing the same thing. So PE is coming into stage three as well. And uh, we've got specialist PE teachers now teaching um, PE to year five and six students. We've got our maths department coming into year five and six as well. So we've got a brilliant team of teachers in stage three already. Um, but what our maths department is offering is some targeted interventions um, for some of our top learners and, you know, across actually across the whole range of learners, the spectrum of learners. So these specialist teachers really add another dimension to um, the, the things we can offer. We've also got English looking to get involved as well and our, our current plan is how do we get some of our um, Eagle students uh, up a stage. So we're looking at taking um, some of our Year 6 uh, mathematics students who are stronger into some Year 7 classes. So we're talking about bridging that gap and that's going to be part of our norm um, going forward. Um, so I think there's a really good opportunity to blend some of the year groups Dr. Webster often talks about uh, the idea of how silly it is sometimes that you need to wait for a bell to ring for a student to access the next stage of content. And we've definitely thrown that concept out the window. Uh, th this idea of blending stage three and four is an opportunity for us to target each student at their rate and zone of proximal development. So we're, we're able to challenge them where they need to be challenged and we're able to support other students um, better because we're able to offer that full range of learning opportunities. And our teachers are getting a far better picture of where the students are at and what their, what their journey is like. I mean, we're sitting here podcasting right now, unpacking your journey to try and find out what the School of Curiosity can be. Well, we need to dig into each student's journey and find out, you know, what was your maths like? And it, it goes further than just looking at NAPLAN data. Data tells one story, um, the personal journey, the learning style, the way that you know teams can work with other teams throughout our school to enhance this continuum of learning. That's the full story and that's kind of what we're trying to unpack here. Yeah, that's right. And if you looked at our data, like our HSE results this year were brilliant, but our NAPLAN results last year were brilliant as well. We were well above CDP schools and well above the state across all uh, ranges of the spectrum there and across all tests um, but it's not just about that I think one of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing is that's our that's us operating in our local sphere and um, a challenge for the School of Curiosity this year is how do we look outwards how do we start engaging um, other schools uh, not just pro professional learning for teachers but for opportunities for our students so we're meeting with other schools now we're establishing those partnerships right now um, to give our students again those unique opportunities that other places can't offer where you know we might see in the next couple of terms our students giving feedback on assessment tasks that other schools are presenting to them so it's an exciting space I think what we're doing is we're going outside of our local context and that's traditionally been a massive challenge for a lot of schools um, but that's where we're at I think we're in a very special place. And on that note, Mr. Langford, our curiosity has certainly been piqued. So we'd like to thank you for your time today and we look forward to the exciting happenings in that school of curiosity. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure and it is an exciting place to be. And we now welcome Miss Christina Lutzi, the head of the School of Pathways, which covers our year 9 to 12 portion of the college. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Dave. How are you? I'm very, very good. Really excited to be here. We want to talk to the community today a bit about, uh, you know, tell us about yourself and your journey. Uh, a lot of people have known you for a number of years at the college and you're a friendly face and a familiar face at that. And I think people kind of want to dig into the journey that, that took you to this position of head of school at our college. Well, it's been pretty exciting. So I've been here since um, 2011 and I suppose as a school has grown and changed and got new buildings and new names and new faces, um, I've been here for that 
um, I started as uh, just a teacher, teaching English with the first senior students and uh, taught our first HSC cohort. Um, then I had the great job of being Year 7 coordinator for a few years and uh, then moved into English coordinating and, and really looking at revolutionising how the English team used the, the learning spaces and uh, naturally then progressed into director of learning. So that's where I looked after all the different faculties and uh, across the school and we looked at um, how can we keep uh, pushing learning as the agenda and how do we make students at the forefront of learning that they are in charge and activators that they understand how to engage um, learning conversations with their teachers check their progress um, so we did a lot of work in that space um, and then now uh, head of pathways which is very exciting so it's kind of the crescendo of many years of building blocks and different parts of the school um, and I'm really really looking forward to this new challenge yeah I think that gave you a good cross-section of what the community and college was about as well. Because you, you'd argue you've pretty much engaged with every stakeholder in the entire journey of what it means to be a part of our K-12 learning community. And it's been a fairly evolutionary journey for all of us. Uh, and I think, you know, putting yourself into into the shoes of head of school this year, um, th- there's, they're big boots. And you kind of set your own agenda here. And I think in the long term, this is, you know, we've spoken to the other heads of school about this as well. In in the grand scheme of things here, this is the new college and the new norm. And this is ways that we're creating, I guess, a more agile leadership structure for more agile and fluid learning. You know, we're, we're having to modernise our learning product, as it were. And like you said, continue to keep learning at the, uh, the forefront of the agenda with students as the key stakeholder. So really interesting stuff there. Um, I guess the question that people are kind of asking when they hear the term pathways, we're trying to recontextualise what that term means. It's had some different connotations in the past. What does it mean to you to be in the school of pathways? I think you probably touched on it just then, Dave, which is the last five years have been really about focusing on the fact that there are some serious jobs that we have here. We, we've got to prepare our students for the HSC. Uh, so we have a learning agenda with their subjects. But we've really been pushing the envelope with things like self-directed learning, learning and performance, um, and getting students to see that what the learning is in those subject areas actually translates into their own passions. And that starts at genius and play down in the primary. So School of Pathways is about calibrating and taking those opportunities that students have to grow as both a learner and as a person and really forge their next step. So from year nine... Uh, in the past, we've had students who started university, students who started their HSC. And the uh, benefits we've had so far are students when they're in year 12 have more time. They, some of them don't come to school on a Wednesday. They've got part-time jobs. Some of them have started university. Um, and I guess the School of Pathways is about, well, what are the other pathways? What are the other partnerships that we can bring in to really take that opportunity to the next level? So are capitalising on the amazing talents we have already in our community for students who have their own, you know, businesses, students who uh, work. You know, we've got lots of our students are managers at our local cafes at McDonald's. Um, most of the families at home who get food or um, from our local area are engaging with our students. So how do we use this talent pool that we have to get students to develop other skills that they need for the world Um, out there and what is the world they're going to we don't necessarily know but we know that we have the ability and capability to give them enough um, opportunities and experiences with different organizations things like UTS we've worked with Uber Um, we've worked with um, 
ING. Like we've, we've really given kids the opportunity to work with these companies and how do we keep building that so that every kid leaves here having tried and tested many pathways and that they land in one that is going to provide them and a future that they're proud of. And I think it's about diversifying the options for the students because we know that multiple pathways create multiple pathways to success so to speak given the year that we've we've had as well uh, i'm sure that you know towards the the top echelon there the 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 year 12 kids um you know parents are concerned um and parents want their student to have the the greatest experience as possible um transitioning into the next phase of their life whether that be work or tafe whether it be to university and I think that the college has demonstrated enough fluidity in the way that we're working and the way that you're leading the college um, from here to to let them know that, hey, you know, we've, we've got you as a community. Um, we've got options for the students. We've got pathways that we can take to get students to the best version of their own success. And we've got partners that are on board that are willing to help us through that journey. So I really think um, that the HSC results speak for themselves. Best results in the in the history of the college, 89 band sixes, um, we had, I think, something like over 50 students achieve a band six. That's phenomenal across 27 subjects. Um, 105 early entries for 120 kids. You know, a lot of work's done with Mr. Leahy, who's in charge of um, our partnerships and pathways, and Miss Anna Vecchio. And they really challenged that space. But if that's the measure of where we got to in 2021, in a year of lockdown, uh, I can only imagine what you know, the next five years looks like because we've already challenged those areas successfully. We've maintained our bread and butter, HSC and students, you know, getting into uni and TAFE. Um, and now it's about exploring the other possibilities. Sounds exciting. I guess the question that's out there and one that I've definitely had and I know that students have, what can we expect from the School of Pathways in 2022? What's what's something that's exciting that's going to happen in that space? We've already kicked off with a bit of a a bang, Mr. Mr. Drummond. We have student agency happening across nine to twelve, and what does that mean? It means students have a voice and students have ideas. How do they take them into action and actually make a change and make a stamp in the school? And I would encourage everybody to hold on to their seats because some amazing ideas are coming, uh, all led by our students for our students, and that's what this college is about. That's brilliant. Well, there's lots to look forward to from yourself, Christina, as a head of school and lots to look forward to from the, the School of Pathways. Uh, I think the entire college is in good stead with our three heads of school here and we're happy to have been able to introduce you to them through this medium today. There'll be plenty of communication coming out from yourself and the other heads of school, but for now, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for joining us on our first podcast of 2022. We'll be releasing plenty of content to keep you in the loop with all that is going on in our vibrant college community. Keep an eye on our Facebook and Instagram for regular updates and remember to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And until next time, thanks for listening to the CLC Media Podcast.